Welcome back to the dojo. We're here. I am remote currently in Providence, Rhode Island, where we just took a gunt wrenching loss to Xavier. But Trent, how are we doing? I'm great. I'm great. How was that game last night? I was uh, I was hesitant to pull trigger on the money line and low key. Thank God I didn't take. Yeah, I mean, it just it was a situation where Xavier just couldn't miss. Right. I mean, when I, when we were watching the game, I was I was in the student section, which was awesome. It was great to be back. Um, but, you know, it was a case of we were forcing them to take bad shots and they were making every bad shot. They couldn't miss from the three. And unfortunately, you can't beat a team that doesn't miss from the three. So, I mean, to put up 80 points and lose to a team that scored 90, we didn't have like that bad of a game, right? When you're scoring 80 some odd points. Um, so they just they just couldn't miss. But I mean, it was tough to be in the student section for for the first home loss. in, in almost I think it's like six months, seven months, eight months. No way. Like yeah. Undefeated at home from the end of last year till now. Wow. I was out to dinner with my family and I quickly pulled out my phone to check the score. And it was like 34 to 10. And I'm like, oh, I know Mikey's swimming. Yeah, dude, it was tough sitting in the student section. But I will say, though, there was a couple times where I was like, yo, boys, like, we're fucked. Like, we're done. And they were like, no, you don't understand. And then, like, literally five minutes later, it's a six-point game. And I was like, wow, you guys are incredible. Like, that you just knew that was coming. Um, yeah, they crawled So, back. yeah, that – I mean, yeah, we. this is the thing about Providence. I always tweet it. Um, it's that we don't go away, right? Like, it's a team where, like, when we're down, we don't go away. We might have lost yesterday, but, you know, we're, we're still a team that, that doesn't go away. We're still a team that when March comes – you know, having to go through losses like this, I think, are helpful and useful um, for for us because, you know, we don't go away. And to kind of go through a, a game like this where the other team is just not missing, I feel like that's good to go through going into March. Like, we have secured ourselves a spot in March Madness regardless right now. So I'd almost rather us go through a couple of these losses knowing that, you know, Marquette has pretty much already run away with the regular season. So I almost prefer going through losses like this and having to feel that and be like, wow, tonight just wasn't our night because they couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to Bryce Hopkins, who I arguably think is one of the best players in the country, um, going up against a kid that is going to be probably in the running for Big East Player of the Year against him and have that kid put up almost 40 points in his house while Bryce did relatively, you know, nothing compared to what he normally does. I'm sure that stung for him, too. So I'm kind of happy he had to go through that as well on his home floor. Watch, you know, someone he's competing for the player of the year in, in the Big East for put 40 on him. So while he pretty much, I think, had like a very quiet 15. So, you know, I think that was good, too, to have your best player go through that. But honestly, a brutal night for the kid, dude. The platter almost full faded. So, you know, after the last episode where you were like, can college basketball just go away so Mike doesn't have to stop, so Mike can stop sounding sharp. I mean, you and your sharps got one over me last night. I mean, I fucking hate sharps, but I feel like the platter was due for a rough day. It's all right. You'll get it back. Yeah, the platter was due for a rough day, but talk to me about the TCU game. Weren't you at the TCU game? No, I didn't. I didn't end up going. I have family in town okay. that I was that I was with. But I want to know what the environment was like uh, back in your hometown, going to the bars after. Did you see? Oh my god, dude! Recognize you and shit. Pre-game, it was all. It was it was awesome. We went to this. There, there's a bar. There's two bars in Providence you go to if you're a student. It's called Bradley's Cafe or Olds. Um, so I was in Bradley's Cafe and. You know, there's a bunch of kids that were like, oh, yeah, we're paying for the drinks. And then, you know, a classic. And we talked about this. I forget which episode it was, but they were like, yo, what's the lock? And as I was walking out, I was like, it's Providence and it's Maryland. Maryland lost by like 30. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was classic. So, but dude, being at the game was awesome. Like got such a warm reception. Everyone was super excited that I was there. You know, everyone was asking me like what we're riding and you know, everyone, I tried to take responsibility for the loss. I was like, listen guys, this one's on me. And everyone was like, no dude, you better be here for Seton Hall. So hopefully I get one back on Saturday against Seton Hall. But I mean, dude, it was awesome coming back. Like the bars were a scene. I will say though, man, I've never felt old before. Dude, I feel old at these college bars, dude. Like, really? old, bro. Yeah. yeah. Not that we are old, but, dude, I'm, like, walking around because, you know, my best friend's little brother, um, shout out Trevor, is, is the kid that I've been going out with while, while I've been here. Um, and, you know, hanging out with, like, his buddies and shit like that, like, walking around these bars, like, saying hi to all their friends. It's just like, dude, I met the little brother of a kid that I went to college with that's in college now. And I was yeah. like, this is just too weird, dude. Like, this, <laughs> you are literally, like, a little brother of someone I went to school with. <laughs> but, true. dude, it was fun, though. It was fun, though. It was, um, it's good to be back, bro. It's good to be back. But I will say, though, dude, I got this question five times. I counted how many times I got this one question. I got it five times because I had to tell you about it. Five different times kids came up to me, and they were like, yo, I have to ask you. Is Trent really that bad at betting? <laughs> Are you serious, bro? Dude, dead ass. They were like, is it an act or is he really that bad at betting? <laughs> and what, what was your fucking answer? I said, surprisingly, he actually doesn't make a lot of his own bets. Like, that's why he has a surgical stream. Like, he tries to trust people with, like, his bets. And they were like, oh, okay. So, I was like, a lot of times when he loses a bet, it's like a bet that someone gave him. Yeah. I mean, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> multiple times i'll do that i literally counted it was like five because i was like the first time i heard it i was like all right that's like a geek and then like it kept happening and they were like yo is she really that bad though i was like i was like i don't know dude it's i was I'm like it's not, not an act when he loses i was like it's not I'm an not act when he loses i'll tell you that brutal oh, dude i was um i was dude i was drinking i was drinking um I was drinking beer pitchers. I was drinking vodka sprites. I was drinking tall boys at the game, dude. It was just, it was, it was a, it was a mess of a, of a Wednesday, but it was a good time. It's good to see you back in your environment though. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's good to be back. I wish, I wish a couple of you guys came out with me so you guys could like see what Providence is like, dude, because this, this place is awesome. I can't even like picture it. I don't even know what to expect. I don't even know how to like describe it to you. Like it's really an <laughs> underwhelming city. There's like one big building in like the city city, but like the school campus is like awesome. I I want to come check it out. Yeah, you got to dude. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about the college basketball games yesterday. I mean, I don't know if you obviously you were out to dinner with your family. You probably didn't get to watch a lot of the games. Um, but dude, I just feel like first day in a really long time where I read the board normally the way I read the board and it everything went against me. Yeah, Kansas or uh, Kentucky, did they end up losing? There was four ejections in that game on the what? Kentucky side. Yeah. I was in the I was in the Uber after the game and I was like, "Yo, did Kentucky like at least cover?" cuz this one kid was like riding all my bets with me so we were just drowning the whole time. Oh no. And I was like, "Yo, did Kentucky at least cover?" And he was like, "Dude, my dad just texted me that there was four ejections in that game." What like Kentucky Kentucky lost outright. They yeah, lost man. Vanderbilt, but there was like four ejections of what they were for. Um, if Nick can look it up, if he's still in the background and put it in the chat, I would love to know what those ejections were for. Cause I didn't even get to like watch the games, but like Maryland away from home again, that one, I thought I would just trust Kevin Willard, but on the road after a big win, he's just time and time again, proves to me that I just should not trust them. 
I mean, Northwestern got smoked. Like they were minus three and a half favorites. It seems again, like your theory is right. A lot of the minus three and a halves lost outright. That four point, that four point area is so dangerous in college basketball. I'm starting to realize with what you were saying. Oh yeah. I, I will never take a minus four road favorite. Um, who did Notre Dame play? Notre Dame. They ended up winning outright, which was a great call from people who came and pitched that on stream. I was pretty jealous. I didn't ride that. Oh no, Notre Dame played Pitt, and Pitt. I was on Pitt. So classic, dude. Classic. So classic. Like that one again. I haven't bet on Pitt all year. I've bet against them three times, lost every time, and I was like, you know what? I'll trust Pitt against a not great Notre Dame team. They lose by five. Dude, I would have won my biggest fucking parlay of my life last night what where is this coming from uh i had a ridiculous lay i was really surgical it came down to one last game and they lost outright and it was the carolina hurricanes bro but i had ohio oh. state who was who did ohio state play ohio state played um you're on the opposite side of me ohio state played maryland yep yeah yeah sorry about that i had ohio state line. capitals Pelicans at plus Chicky late night. So surgical. Wow. Um, Who did they play? Plus Chicky Pels? Uh, The Portland Trailblazers. Oh, that's a good spot to get them at plus Chick. Yeah, I was like, that line seems wrong. Why are the the Blazers favored? Uh, It was like a seven-legger, dude. It was uh, Pelicans, Ohio State, Utah State, Capitals. um, There are two other legs. All hit. And then the Hurricanes late no. now. Uh, down 2-1 to the VGK Knights. No. The whole game down 2-1. Canes tie it 2-2 with six minutes to go. I'm twerking in my fucking underwear on Shelly Stream. And then I get in my lucky fetal position just for VGK to fucking rip one with a minute left. And it was a Jack Eichel legacy game. Legacy game. Put an asterisk next to that one for Mr. Eichel. Legacy game. Uh, two goals for Jack. You know how much I would have won on the book? How much? 12 racks. Dude, I, it was tough to wake up this morning. It was so tough to wake up. Dude, why is that like a thing? Like after a bad beat like that, it actually is tough to wake up in the morning and like get yourself going. Like you had a hard day of work. Like it's actually so tough, dude. You feel like you feel like a blue collar worker. Like you just woke up working like a thirty hour shift, and you're just like, <laughs> my body hurts. I was so mad, bro. I was so fucking pissed. But I'm getting it back today. Uh, I need to go up units going into the weekend. No, dude, I feel that. I feel like I, I worked construction a bunch when I was in high school and like there's nothing worse than like waking up feeling like that. And that is the exact same feeling I get when like I miss out on like a big payday off, off one leg, dude, because you're going to bed feeling it. You go to bed being like, yeah, yeah. Like before you roll over, you're like, fuck, dude, I just kept thinking about that fucking goal. Dude, that is actually heartbreaking, bro. Heartbreaking. How'd you put it together? Was it just like a personal lay? Like you just threw it together or was this like off stream? No, it was it was kind of a personal lay slash plays that I heard from stream as well. I mean, Pelicans yeah. was, was kind of my gut call. I love that, dude. Um, also, I think Luca had a 30-point game, so that's huge. Check that one off the box for the goat whale. Um, I wanted to do a quick update. I think we have one 30-point game from Luca, um, And I think Austin Reeves may have gotten his third game with 10 points. Mikey Overs. 
the unthinkable happened last night. Is Kevin Durant injured? No. Did Josh Giddy get a triple double? Josh Giddy, 20 points, 11 assists. Oh, and he's nine, nine fucking rebounds. Nine fucking rebounds. 20 points, 11 assists, nine rebounds. Nine. Yeah. I was sit I was sitting there sweating that so hard, waiting for that last rebound to splooge. Yeah, I know, dude. You just gotta take that one in. <laughs> I was in piss last night after I fucking saw that game go to final. Nine rebounds. Dude, especially because like the rebounds are like we were sweating about him getting assists. I know, dude. We were just talking about, yeah, he's gonna step the assist game up. And it was against yeah. the Lakers. Dude, the Lakers don't even have big men. Just look, bro. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You thought I was joking. You thought I was fucking joking. <laughs> dude, that is like actually so devastating, especially because like before you said that, I saw that Austin Reeves had 19 points. I was like, oh my God, Austin Reeves already has three games of 10 plus points. Dude, is that like, all the games? Great. Huh? Is that all of his games uh, over? He's three for four. Wow. And I was getting chirped for that one. You were getting high <laughs> chirped for that one for People sure. were making memes saying like Austin Reeves sneaking into the go well. Dude, that fucking murdered the clown with the soldiers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if we could pull that up, that'd be so, that would kill me right now. Um, Dylan but Brooks Kevin Durant scored 23 with 27. Yeah, no, and dude, his points on prize picks, I don't know if you saw, was at 20 and a half for that game. Oh, so he cleared that, played yeah. almost no minutes. Yeah, Devin Booker also legacies. Um, but yeah, no, absolute piss about Josh Giddy, dude. I know we didn't want to talk about him a lot or this team anymore, uh, but no, Dylan Brooks is a fucking bozo, dude. <laughs> but dude, Dylan Brooks, yeah, he's a bozo. Do you know, have you heard what's been going on with Ja? Yeah, he, like, assaulted a 17-year-old, like, playing pickup. Dude, at this point, I'm not even rooting for him to do well in the goat whale. I'm rooting for him to get suspended so the goat whale gets fucking voided. Like, I don't even understand what's happening in Memphis. Like, what happened in Memphis? They went from the beginning of the year, everyone being like, dude, this is a really fun young team to watch. Just being like, I want that organization, like, removed. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't know. But Dylan Brooks under 20-point games is... uh just cruising dude that was the freest cheese i think He's, i've ever seen money on little, little sweat last night with 16 going into the fourth but you know damn well he didn't make a bucket in the fourth so i was about to say going into the fourth he finished with 16 like this guy's yeah. a bozo <laughs> <laughs> but like against the rockets bro jaw apparently the rockets have given up like explosions to superstars um if you look at the list it's like all the superstars that have played the Rockets have dropped like 40 points. So I'm like, oh, huge game for jaw loading. Like, we're going to need a legacy. 20 points. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And he didn't play the fourth either. It was kind of a blowout, but like, fuck, dude. Desmond Bing gets 30. Like, how about you just let jaw get that 30, you bastard? For real. He had 39 the other night, and I'm like, holy shit, the goat whale has a pulse. Just to come back against the Rockets and drop 20. 
Well, well, we have. Um, I mean, we have. Uh, we, our goat whale looks pretty good. It does. We just need that tripped up. Now that Luca is doing like now that Luca's starting to put up numbers, dude. I did want to talk about this. So we haven't we haven't even been on the pod since it happened. Luca and Kyrie. I mean, I'm, I'm still holding a Mavs future ticket to win the championship. I think they're going to figure it out. But dude, I don't know if you watched their last game against the Pacers, but dude, the, it does not seem like they're gelling on the court at all, dude. Kyrie takes a step back three when they're down two to win it instead of getting it to Luca, who is literally a layup machine against the Pacers to go to overtime. Like they dapped up really quickly and then Luca kind of like walked away. So dude, I, they like, again, Kyrie, it might just be who Kyrie, who I thought Kyrie is. And he's just a cancer dude. Like he's just not a good teammate. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the game tonight. I got my Luca Jersey on today. Uh, Cause they're the only team playing that I have Jersey up, but um, I have a good feeling about tonight in the Mavericks. I think they, they play the Sixers. At home in Dallas, this is a big, big spot for them to no, show this is up. A big game, and to be minus four favorites is also big for them. I would have thought they'd be underdogs for sure the way they've been playing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Embiid's out or what, but uh, this is a big game regardless of Embiid's playing or not because it's a playoff Sixers team um, in the top of the East, and they're gonna have to prove themselves. It's just it's a Mavs team that needs to get going. They need to feel a win. They haven't won yet. They're the same thing with the Clippers. They haven't won yet together, um, or at least they haven't won a big game yet together. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that too? So this was crazy. Now because of the podcast, I don't just get asked about locks. I'll get asked about like my sports takes now. Um, one of them was the Rangers now have the strongest power play in all of hockey. Tarasenko, Pat Kane, and I think it was they were saying Panarin, and then. Um, the two defenders and I was like yeah I mean that that could be that, that might be the strongest power play in the NHL but they were like they were saying all time that might be the strongest power play like line of all time and I was like mm, I don't know about that but I don't know hockey well enough to argue with you yeah. so I'll say okay yeah um, and the other one was what do you think about the Clippers with Russ even though they're they haven't won with him yet and he looks good yeah no Westbrook looks good definitely the right fit for him I'm excited for him uh, the Clippers though on the other hand don't ever expect to get tucked in by the Clippers late night. They don't talk. They do not talk. They do not talk. But what do you, but what do you think about what do you think about the Clippers right now? You know, I mean, Russ looks good, but the the wins aren't coming. Is it a situation of the wins will come and they're going to keep getting better or is it a situation of Russ finally looks good, but this team just still doesn't have what it takes to, you know, get over the hump and, and get wins consistently? They're going to I think they get past the first round of the playoffs. I mean, they still okay. have a stacked roster. They can't close games, though. They can't have a fourth quarter that goes their way without fucking bullshit. They're turning it over. Kawhi's been looking kind of sloppy in the fourth. Trust me, I know. I've been sweating his fantasy score fourth quarter late night when I need a fucking sweat. Uh, I'll lock in a fourth yeah, quarter prize pick century. So I've been sweating out these Clippers games. Um, and Westbrook has, no, like, very little to do with anything going on in the fourth quarter lately, which is kind of weird. But last game, he scored seven in the fourth. Um, but the game before that, he didn't even play overtime or the fourth quarter, which I thought was weird. But definitely the right fit for Russ. I think they're going to click and figure it out as we get closer to the end of the season going into the playoffs. But I don't know. I was, I had the Clippers as like a potential finals winner going into the season with that roster, um, knowing that they're going to kind of bullshit all season with these load managements and, you know, keeping Kawhi and PG off the floor at the same time. 
But now they're starting to play a lot more and they're not clicking. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm not too worried about them. But don't take their money line. That's all I got to say. It is the most frustrating bullshit to watch when you have Clippers ML last leg looking to get tucked in and they, they, they can't close it out in the fourth. They're losing to the Timberwolves. They're losing to – who did they lose to the other day? Fuck, I forget. But they're losing to teams that they're better than, which can't be happening right now. Yeah, so if you put yourself in the shoes of a Clippers fan, like how are you feeling right now? Like if you're talking to Clippers fans right now, like what is the what is the narrative? Because I agree with you, and I think this is a problem with load management in this era of the NBA is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard really haven't played with each other that much. And now yeah. you're kind of doing this whole like, well, stay healthy, stay healthy, stay healthy till it matters. And now that it matters – they have no idea how to play with each other because they haven't played with each other. Yeah. As a Clippers fan, I'm looking at last night's Suns game and thinking, fuck, how, <laughs> how are we getting by that? They look so good, dude. <laughs> you know? I didn't expect oh, they you to say them. that at all. Looking at the that Clippers. Suns game going, fuck. <laughs> it was Clippers Nuggets, the game I was watching the other night. Um, and yeah. it just made me realize that the Nuggets, they do have just – Great role players, guys who know their role, step up when they need them most. Um, they've got a bucket getter in Jamal Murray. They've got their centerpiece in Jokic. They've got KCP, who is literally so wet. KCP, or not KCP, fucking uh, MPJ. KCP is also wet, but uh, KPJ, or Michael Porter Jr., sorry. Yeah, MPJ, you're awesome. good. You're good. Um MPJ has been such a huge part of that team, too. So underrated. He soars over his prize picks lines at uh, 15 and a half. He's dropping like 20, 25. Had three huge three-pointers in the fourth quarter against the Clippers. Uh, but that game right there was kind of like a playoff game. And, uh, and the Nuggets just showed why they're better than the Clippers. Yeah, and I mean. Why, why I wanna... they're one of the best teams. I wanted to ask you too. I've been seeing a lot of this on my Twitter as well. The Nuggets might be real for me now because of Reggie Jackson. Being able to bring him off the bench, I feel like that kind of moved the needle for me in a lot of ways of being like, okay, the Nuggets could now play in the Western Conference Final. When you have a guy like Reggie that can come off the bench, like, I mean, you say they have great role players and know how to play their role, but their bench is not deep. It's not a, a bench that I trust at all in the playoffs. Reggie Jackson moves that needle for me a lot. Yeah, I can see that. JJ Redick, JJ Redick had a because me and Big Dave and me and you argue about Jokic, and you guys both think he's boring to watch. He stat he pads the stats. He's not the swagger guy who deserves an MVP. When but JJ Redick had said it perfectly. He was like. Jokic makes everybody on his team better. Bruce Brown's having his best season. Fucking Michael Porter Jr. is having his best season. Uh, Jamal Murray is a walking bucket. I don't know if it's his best Aaron season Gordon. or not. I'll give Aaron Gordon Aaron his flowers this year. Aaron Gordon's having a great Having year. his best season. And all while Jokic is averaging a fucking triple-double. You know? So they've got the centerpiece. And I honestly am going to be rooting for the Nuggets going to the playoffs. Even though I... The last couple of years, I never would bet on them. I think they're gross. They're a very hard team to read. But this is this is their year where they're really proving themselves in this regular season. They got to get it done in the playoffs because I know the argument's just going to continue going with Jokic if he doesn't 
if he doesn't close the door in the playoffs, obviously the Suns and their upgrades are something to be of concern for the Nuggets. But I mean, they've got the pieces and they've got Jokic. No, I mean, I knew you were going to root for the Nuggets. <laughs> That's not a surprise that you're going to be rooting for the Nuggets come come playoff time. Um, but I think that Western Conference is just so tough, dude. I mean, like you said, the Nuggets are years you listen to great years. But you're telling me they're going to have to play this revamped Suns team? This revamped Suns team, like you said, would scare the shit out of me even if I had Jokic, dude. It's going to be Suns, Nuggets, Bucks, um, Celtics. Celtics. That will be. I actually, I agree with that. The Eastern and Western Conference Finals, and it's not really that bold of a take because I'm pretty sure that's the favorite for the matchups. Uh, but I mean, talking about the Mavs again, bro. How do you blow a 30 point lead to the Lakers, man? Like, dude, that that's my thing with this team. Like, I love them. And it's funny, last night I got asked a bunch too, like, well, what are my professional sports teams? And it's like, Jets, Devils, <clears throat> baseball I don't really love, so it just depends on, like, you know, what's going on. And then the last one is the Maps. And I was like, because I live in Dallas now. And it's just, dude, blowing 30-point leads to the Lakers, losing to the Pacers outright, like, they just lose. It's almost like It's almost like they play down to the competition, it feels like. And when the going gets tough, now that there's two of them, it's Kyrie and Luka, they don't know who to go to yet. No one in that, neither of them have kind of been like, yo, it it seems like Kyrie hasn't been like, this is your team, I'm coming to your team. And it seems like Luka hasn't been like, yo, this is my team. So I feel like that dynamic has to get figured out first because when LeBron came to Miami, if you remember, LeBron was very much like, this is Dwayne Wade's team. I'm, I'm coming to Wade's team. I'm I'm the number two behind Wade in crunch time and big plays, whatever it is, until you know it got figured out that they knew how to play with each other. But <clears throat> it was very much like, yeah, I'm coming to Dwayne Wade's team. I don't think Kyrie Irving once in his life has ever been able to be like, yeah, this is someone else's team. I'm going to help. So I think that's what they're struggling to figure out right now, it feels like. Because when the going gets tough, you saw against the Pacers, it was like Kyrie Irving's taking a step back three. Why the fuck was that ever the call? Yeah, like it, it. It should be Luca taking the shot. If I'm if I'm a Mavs fan, I want Luca taking that shot. I don't care that we just got Kyrie Irving. I want Luca taking that shot. So it just feels like they haven't figured out that DNA. And you know, against the Sixers is going to be a good test tonight to see if they can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, when you look at that Western Conference, though, I think it's going to be tough for teams like the Mavs or for teams like the the Suns and the Nuggets rather, because they might have the best rosters, but dude, the the teams they have to play in the first round, second round they're going to get the shit beat out of them. It doesn't matter how good they are because you have to play Kyrie and Luka. You have to play LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like the, I feel like the, the, it's, an, it's an Eastern team's year this year because the road's going to be a little bit easier to get to the conference final where the Western teams are going to be walking into the finals literally limping. You know what I mean? What do you mean literally limping? Like when you look at the West right now, right? Like the Bucks are probably going to have a really easy matchup in the first round probably going to have a relatively easy matchup in the second round, and then they're going to have to play the Celtics. The Celtics are going to have the same path. So they're only really going to have really hard series in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. Dude, that first round for the Nuggets could go to seven games with how deep the West is. Yeah, That first round for the Suns could go to seven games for how deep the West is. And then they got to play each other in the Western Conference Final. Like, they're going to be going in the finals like, holy shit, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's you know what I mean? Bloodbath in the West and kind of a walk in the park in the East. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, 
I think I think it's going to be the East winning this year, just based off that analysis a little bit because the West is so deep, dude. I mean, you look at the there. I saw a thing on Twitter. It was like the Western Conference playoff race heats up, and it's seven teams outside the top three with a yep. square around it. Yeah, like the whole Crazy. conference could make the playoffs right now, dude. It's insane. I know, dude. It's wild. It's wild. Meanwhile, we haven't even said a, sh- a single word about the Sacramento Kings. Exactly, dude. Like, we haven't even said a peep. If I'm a Kings fan right now, I'm on top of the world. Yeah, they are two games away or two games behind the Grizzlies who are in second, which I just still don't know how they are. I fucking hate the Grizzlies, dude. I, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. We're done. We're done. I do, too. I do, too. I'm, I'm down to hate the Grizzlies, dude. I'm down to hate the Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm down to hate the Grizzlies. Uh, I'm glad to see my Thunder starting to lose more games, though. You know, um, okay. Remember last time we did the podcast, the Thunder were ahead of the Lakers by like two games. Now the Lakers are in the 11 seed. Thunder dropped way down to the 13 spot. Damn, the Rockets are bad. 13 wins for the Rockets. Holy um, shit, that's bad. Yeah. And the Thunder of 28. Spurs wow. are also atrocious with 15. Jeez. So the Thunder <laughs> are so far ahead of. The Spurs and Rockets. The Spurs and Rockets are swimming in moose piss. How many wins does the worst team in the East have? I'd be interested to know. Guess. I think it's going to be the Pacers. No. In the East. I got to think of the really bad teams in the East. The Nets might be down there, but I don't know. Maybe they're early. Um, I'm going to say they have... I'm going to say the lowest team in the East has... 20 wins. It's the Pistons with 15. Oh, the Pistons, dude. What am I doing here? Yeah, come on. You're better than that. The Nets are in the the playoffs right now. Are they actually? Like, KD did enough before he left? (laughs) Yeah, 36 (laughs) wins. 34 wins, 28 losses. They're the sixth seed. Wow, that'll be an interesting team, too, in the playoffs. You think about Spencer Dinwiddie? They kind of got a bunch of guys over there. Um, But uh, here's my thing, though. If you put the Pistons in the West, do they have less wins? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the lottery will be like Spurs, Rockets for sure, Pistons for sure, Hornets for sure, Magic, Thunder. Yeah. That'll probably be this year's lottery. So you guys will get a top 10 pick. Yeah. That's huge. So big, dude. So big. I was, I was worried. I thought we were going to make a little playoff push. I'm going to be honest, though, if I'm if I'm the Thunder, I almost would rather trade whatever pick away it is and get someone with a little bit of experience. It's time to start putting these kids together, you know? Oh, dude, I, I like how we're gro- we're grooming right now. We're grooming. And we have Chet. Yeah, everyone fine. fucking forgets. So you don't mind if it's like another three years till you're making serious playoff pushes? I'd say another two. Okay. Yeah, you give Shea another two. Giddy another two. I mean, those two are centerpieces to any organization, dude. Like those two are going to be the real deal. Yeah. So another two years. Yeah, I think you're right. It depends how Chet comes out, though, dude. He could be he could be a bust, dude. I know. I know. He's got such bust potential. It's crazy. He does. He does. But he has also some boom potential. Plenty of boom potential. I mean, plenty. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see how Victor Juan, when Manyama plays when he when he gets drafted. You know, he's going to come onto a bad team. So, dude. The Bucks have won 16 games in a row. They're yeah. winning the chip. They're winning the chip, dude. 
They're crazy, bro. And the Celtics are still tied. They're tied right now. Bucks and C's. Which is pretty impressive by the Celtics to be able to keep pace. I mean, that's in, extremely impressive. Yeah. <laughs> they are tied with 45 wins. The Bucks have one less loss. Um, but very impressive considering they've won 16 straight fucking games and they're tied. That's no, why. yeah, I mean that's that's absurd, dude. What? Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting year in the NBA. I mean, uh, have you have you made your future yet? My future <clears throat> to win. I know we were going to do it in Vegas too. We were going to put down NBA Finals, NHL futures. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. if you had to place your future right now, who are you taking? Probably the Nuggies. Even though I truly don't think they win, I think the Suns probably beat them in that series. But what fun is it taking the favorite to win the finals? There is. Okay, no. so what are the odds for the for the Nugs right now if we can get it up? You don't have to look it up if we don't have it. I got it right here. Give me a second. Um, let's go to NBA. Go to futures. Yeah, my donation on SGA MVP. That was fucking bullshit. Ouch. Yeah, it, lo- it was looking so good. All right, so the Celtics are plus 280. The Suns are plus 420. The Bucks are plus 500. The Nuggets are plus 750. Dude, you could take plus 420 Suns. That's not bad. They're not the favorite. That's not bad at all. I'd take the Bucks. Bucks at plus 500. I would take that. I would take that. Or some sleepers. Warriors at plus 1400 if Curry comes back looking like Curry. What are the getting the Warriors, dude? The Kings are plus 11,000. I mean, that's unbelievable value for a team that's third in the West. Should we sprink and just <laughs> ride the Kings, dude? That would be kind of goaded. I think we should sprinkle on the Kings and just become massive Kings fans during the playoffs, dude. That'd be such a geek. 1,100 feels disrespectful for the third team in the West, by the way. 11,000. 11,000. You put 100 bucks, you win 11,000. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, dude, it's the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, but they're good. <laughs> yeah, but you think the Kings are beating Giannis? Like, no shot. Or Tatum? Like, no. They, I think they have a better chance of beating Tatum than Giannis. I would agree. For sure. Um, all right, well... Next episode, we're going to be back on the couch. Um, have an exciting interview for for um, for next episode. Hopefully, lined up. I just got to get everything figured out and, and get everything done out here. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna keep you know talking college basketball, NBA as we get as we get closer and closer to March. I think March Madness is going to be a lot of fun. We got a Vegas trip planned, so there's going to be plenty of content um, for that going around. Um, I definitely do want to make our MLB goat whales sooner rather than later. Cause I feel like there's enough squares up to be able to make one. And I think we should almost spend a whole episode like cooking. I think it's just sure. like a cook episode. Um, yep. so everyone can kind of like follow along and like see what we're thinking. Um, I think we should make separate ones and then one together on the episode. Yeah. I'll have my, my um, personal goat whale. You'll have your personal goat whale, but we'll have a TFM goat whale. Yeah, and then we should make a TFM go well as well. Uh, so we'll we'll try to do that in the in the next upcoming episodes. But listen, it was a, it was a crazy Tuesday and or a, yeah, a crazy Wednesday in Providence. Um, you know, tough not to get the win. So hopefully we get one on Saturday. But um, TCU got one over Texas, so I know that one felt good for you. And um, we got yeah. plenty of NBA to keep watching. Um, but uh, yeah, another another great episode in the books. And I uh, we'll see you next time, Trent. Tell them where they can find you. Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at Book It With Trent and follow the Twitch channel at Book It Sports. 
tune into the surgical stream every weekday from one uh central to 3 p.m central bang bang uh you can find me mikey over everywhere and then on instagram michael.j.overs um and we will we'll see you next time appreciate you guys we'll be seeing be seeing